to Mark Willis, broadcasting from Mars Pet Care with Creek Carrier Corporation in Nashville, Tennessee. And now, here's Mark Willis. Hey, drivers. I want to welcome you to the program. Thank you for tuning into the show. I'm Mark Willis, and the phone number, of course, if you want to get on board, maybe say hello. It's 888-876-2336 across North America. That's going to be the best way to get in. If you want to send me a message on social media, you can do that as well. I'm always up on Facebook. It's all news all the time. Sirius XM's Road Dog trucking news yeah thursday and i'm on the road ladies and gentlemen i am in the great city of nashville and we are broadcasting from the mars pet care facility north america now we're going to talk about a lot of the synergy that is between this great organization and also the great folks at crete shaper trucking you think about the uh, industry today all right let's get the show up and running for this thursday ladies and gentlemen and like i mentioned it's really great to be out there on the road, and uh, I've left my suburban Dallas home, and I'm actually just outside of the great city of Nashville, and I'm broadcasting from the Mars Pet Care North American facility, and I gotta tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this is by far one of the most beautiful properties that I've ever seen. I mean, this is a beautiful facility that is uh, absolutely laid out in such a great fashion where folks can easily get around, and it's pet-friendly, it's people-friendly, and we're going to talk about what they do here. I'm going to bring on board Tim Ashoff from Crete in just a moment as well. And from Mars, I've got Renee Peets, and she's the Vice President of Supply for Mars Pet Care North America in this role. She leads the end-to-end -end supply chain, including planning, procurement, manufacturing, warehousing, logistics, and customer supply chain functions and she joined Mars back in June of 2015 as the Vice President of Commercial for Pet Nutrition North America. She provided strategic leadership for the procurement and sourcing activities for over a billion dollars in materials for the North American Pet Care Manufacturing Network. Also on the panel with me, I've got uh, Chris uh, Janst and uh, Chris, good to have you on board. He's the network transportation operation manager. He's got a great job serving as the network transportation operations manager for the company. He joined Mars Pet Care in 2015 and a great career. He's worked for several businesses including the Neutro company Frito-Lay and Brisk Transportation and also Katie Evans who is the manager of external affairs at Mars Pet Care and uh, in this role she leads corporate reputation initiatives showcasing the Mars Pet Care as an employer of choice and industry leader. And prior to her role, Katie held various jobs in people and organization uh, at Mars Pet Care, served as a business partner, and also supporting talent acquisition. And Tim Mashoff, president of CWO of Crete, is also with me as well on this panel. And uh, Tim, I want to thank you for extending the invitation to come on out and visit with the uh, great folks here at Mars and uh, beautiful site. How are you? It is a great facility. And thanks for having us. You Absolutely. know, it's a, to come out and visit with a customer and, and to see and feel their culture. And we've been long-term partners with uh, Mars and many of their different business lines. And a big part of that is, is having a partnership with a company that's got a culture similar to ours. So to experience this firsthand in this beautiful new facility is, is a great privilege. I, I think what's really great about it as well is that Mars is a family-owned company and also Crete Schaefer is a family-owned organization as well, and there's a lot of great 
collaborative synergy from that standpoint. That's really a great feeling. Absolutely. As I mentioned, it's not just a part of our culture, but it's part of our thinking. It helps us be a long-term thinking organization, and we know Mars is that way as well. So to be able to have a partnership with a company like that where it's not going to be, well, what do we just do this quarter or what do we do you know, this next six months, but what's the, road, uh, the roadmap for the next five, ten years and how we can work together, that's always rewarding. All right, let's uh, talk to Renee, and uh, thank you for spending a few minutes with us here on the uh, program. And uh, you've got a wonderful role here. And, you know, when I was talking to you a few, a few minutes ago prior uh, to uh, joining everybody on the air, I could notice just a smile on your face is the fact that you are really in a great organization here that's dedicated to the people inside of the company and the pets. Talk about that. Sure. So as you've seen now around our new pet-friendly space that we moved into back at the end of May, um, everything we do here in Mars Pet Care is driven by our purpose, which is to make a better world for pets because they make a better world for us. And so as you've toured the building, you've seen things like daycare drop-in for pets. You've seen pet-friendly seating spaces. Um, everything we do, we really live our purpose here. Um, and we love to show off our new office uh, to both our partners and suppliers, as well as um, welcome our just about 700 associates every single day. I was looking on the, uh, so on the website a little while ago, and it talks about the five principles at the center of every decision that is made at the organization. For example, that Mars is committed to quality of work and contributions to society. How important is that? It's very important. And if you walk around the building and talk to associates, what you'll hear is that most associates have a favorite principle. So quality, responsibility, mutuality, efficiency, and freedom are the five principles that all Mars organizations um, live by. For myself, and very relevant today, it's mutuality. So we do believe that suppliers and partners, as well as customers of ours, do make our business better. Um, we certainly do value the long-term partnerships that we've had with suppliers, um, Crete being one of them. Um, but having a strategic focus of long-term um, visions of companies and suppliers allows us to better exceed our expectations as well as our consumers. I talk about the importance of responsibility as individuals and a company to act now. That was one of the things that really stood out on the on the website. Talk about that mission statement and what does that mean for folks? Sure. For the responsibility principle, um, responsibility is everything we do on a day-to-day -day basis. It means how we view our customers and consumers. Certainly, we want to make the safest, best quality pet food every single day um, and make sure that we can please the, both the customer as well as the consumer. And so making dogs and cats happy is what we do around here. When I look at uh, also some of the information on a website that it says that the organization has got the financial freedom to make our own decisions unrestricted by the motivation of others. What does that mean? That speaks to the fact that we build our own financial freedom here, and having a family-owned business does allow us to take that longer-term focus. I think also from the standpoint of the messaging that it sends out to uh, the business world and also to the folks that are inside of the organization, Chris, it's got to be very satisfying to know that that is the DNA of the organization, that it's at the heart and soul of the company, is that those kind of values really embrace the mission uh, of what, uh, what goes on here, doesn't it? Yeah, I think when you think about a lot of companies, they put those words on the wall, 
we live the words on a day-to-day basis. We, we make decisions by our five principles. And oftentimes, when you have a tough decision to make, you'll, you'll kind of step back from it, reread through them, see what they really mean to you, and then go make a decision off of that. And that it means a ton to, to every associate that's in this building. And Katie, talk about your vantage point. Uh, tell folks a little bit more about what you do and the culture itself, which is very rewarding. I could see it on people's faces. I could see it in the operational procedures out there. You've got a big job, don't you? Yeah, I, it's actually an easy job. When you work yep. for a business like Mars Pet Care, it's really easy to, um, you know, share all of the reasons why we're, you know, a great place to work. Um, that's definitely one of the things that we target is sharing why we are an employer of choice, why people, you know, on the job market may consider working with us and for us. Um, you know, when we talk about the five principles, they really are part of our culture. Um, I joined this business just over five years ago, and I've definitely worked in businesses in the past that you know, talk about their values and, and that's it. It's just talking about them, looking at them on a wall, looking at them on a piece of paper. And I can tell you that when I joined here, it was a definite culture shift. Uh, we definitely live them. We talk about them. They are part of our DNA. Um, another really unique thing that you all have mentioned already is our pet friendliness. You know, as a pet care business, it's really important for us that our associates can bring their four-legged family members with them into the office. Mm-hmm. And when someone comes into our office, it's really important for us that they know from the moment that they walk into our front door that we are a pet-friendly facility and that we are dedicated to making the lives of pets better. I, I think what's great about this as well is knowing the rich history of the organization. And when, when we went on, the, on a tour a little while ago, and thank you for taking us through that, uh, there were things like uh, building better cities for pets, for example. And talk about that. About is, how, how does that work as far as getting feedback uh, from different cities or organizations? What is the whole goal behind making cities better for pets? Sure. You know, Renee mentioned it earlier. Pets make our lives better. Not only do we know that just as people who are pet lovers, uh, but there's data that shows that pets make us healthier and happier. You know, they reduce our stress levels. They decrease our loneliness. Um, You know, they get us up and out for for healthy walking. So they improve our physical health as well. Um, And so for us, it's really important that pet owners all across the world can experience the joys of life with a pet. And so when you live in a city um, that embraces pet-friendly policies, it's easier for people to own pets Mm -hmm. and to live their lives with their pets. And so the Better Cities for Pets program is essentially, um, it's a nationwide program, it's it's expanding globally, and we're working with cities all across the U.S. and now the world um, to really improve pet-friendly policies and make sure that people can, you know, actively enjoy their lives outside of their homes and even inside of their homes, making sure that there are places for them to live, um, work, and play with with their pets. I I was also noticing uh, one of the photographs that really stood out when we were taking that tour was the uh, fact that uh, there is research underway to bring maybe pets inside of a medical facility. And, and that was, uh, there's a great picture on the wall of the organization here, a little small child just absolutely adoring a tiny pet and little dog. And I think that uh, really does strike home for a lot of people that they know how beloved their pets are and how they can really make a difference in the lives of so many uh, people out there, and then you take that in that whole idea into a hospital setting. That's going to help as far as maybe improving the recovery time, maybe lowering blood pressure and things like that. Is there ongoing? 
programs, medical research underway to that effect to find out more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we just uh, last year established a partnership with our local children's hospital uh, at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. It's the Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital to uh, fund their full-time facility dog. And so probably we're hoping at end of this year, timeline is still TBD, they're expecting a facility dog to join their staff um, and visit children who are in the hospital every day. How important is it to give back to the community? Because what I'm hearing based on all of these programs, all of these, these initiatives that are underway, that as the company gets into the community, like Mars, for example, there is outreach. There, is, there are programs that are underway that will try to help individuals, try to help pets. Let's go down the table and talk about this. Uh, from your vantage point, that's got to be very satisfying. What do you think? It's amazing. Um, our Mars volunteer program is definitely unique. Um, everyone that works here has paid time off to volunteer. And, you know, when you have the opportunity to give back in the community where you live, work, and play, um, you know, and, and you're giving back in a way that's really meaningful, not just to the business, but also to you personally, um, it's, it's just invaluable. It really is a, a, a morale booster. It mm -hmm. makes you feel really good about the work you do when you know that your business is also committed to making the lives of people in pack better. You know, Chris, I was noticing uh, you nodding your head in agreement down at the uh, end of the table out there. What does that mean for you? Well, I'll tell you, one of the big things that uh, really struck me this year is we did a lot of uh, we do a lot of facility visits, uh, so where pets are being being taken in and being adopted out of, and talking to my associates who are from Minnesota or Ohio, as they go back home, they're given a list of facilities to okay. go look at, yeah. and that is a huge thing because they're living here in Nashville, but when they go home to visit their families, they can go visit these facilities and help Mars Pet Care there. And I think it's, you know, we're not just helping the Nashville community, we're helping all over the nation, and I think that's fantastic. And, and we got to get your thoughts on that as, as well, Renee, because, I mean, giving back to the community, not only locally, but giving back to the nation is really, I think, one of the true hallmarks for success for the organization. What do you think? For sure, and you will on any given day find any number of our associates volunteering at either a pet shelter or renovating a dog park, um, doing painting at facilities, creating a new dog-friendly trail, um, and there are so many opportunities to really impact the community, and we also use that as an engagement opportunity. It's a huge team builder to um, have your group going out and doing bet doing well for the community, doing making the world a better place for pets, um, and just Im improving public spaces where more dogs can be allowed. And Tim Ashoff with Creed, I know you guys also are very much uh, active in reaching out to the local community, say in Nebraska and also in different organizations around the United States. And I do remember interviewing you, this was about uh, maybe three or four months ago, right at the heart of that disastrous Nebraska flooding that happened. And that was such a gut-wrenching thing because so many folks lost everything. Uh, they lost their homes, they lost their, their livelihood, and I mean, it was just a terrible thing. And I know folks at Crete immediately stepped up. I mean, offering their assistance there. Uh, you offered trailers, you offered anything you could to give back to the community. And again, as same thing with Mars, same thing with Creek giving back. It's a hallmark of success. And Absolutely, and I think it does drive out of our values as well. If you if you look at our company's seven principles, uh, they're, they're, the five of, of Mars is included in those, and we add a couple that are really embedded in the five on, on safety first and foremost, and, and uh, we have one that's have fun and work hard and play hard. 
but all that comes back is to really creating that culture in that community. And I know that's important for Mars as well. As we walked in the building, we saw that. Yep. Uh, we know that's how the building was designed. But then it is, okay, taking care of your family uh, is, is really very important. And in Nebraska, um, you know, we have a lot of Crete family members that were impacted. And then we had a lot of community members, not only in Lincoln where we're headquartered, but across the whole state. And so many of us uh, that work in Lincoln came from those small towns across the state, and we had family members back there. So. Uh, we had cities of, of populations of you know upwards of 40 and 50,000 that were an island and, and couldn't get supplies. So, you know, to, to take trailers to some of our other good vendors and, and customers and to be able to fill those, our employees brought things to fill them, and then work with the, the, the Nebraska Trucking Association as well as the State Patrol and make deliveries into those communities was very rewarding in that aspect. And then at the same point, we were looking internally, and our uh, our team members raised uh, just a lot of funds because we had one of our drivers that yes, lost everything. His, lost everything. Yep. Lost his house um, and lost all his belongings. And for them to come together and uh, just donate everything they, they could to that family was very rewarding as well. I think also, too, one of the great parts about being in the trucking industry and the supply chain, what Mars does, what you guys do, is that you'll have folks that will come up and say, you know, I heard about this event going on or this is going on how can I help? And that's got to be extremely rewarding for you, correct, that When you get folks that want to pitch in, they may not know what to do, but man, as soon as they open up their hearts, uh, it's, it's all systems go. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's, that's really what we're all about when we talk about a better world for pets, right, is, is creating that. And, you know, we, we think about all the disasters that have happened and how many times we've stepped in for the pets, most recently in uh, the, the, the hurricane disaster down in Puerto Rico. And we were able to send a whole trailer load of, of food to them for, for free, you know, and that's, that's, that's a big deal for us. I mean, we're really, a lot of times you get focused on the families, but we forget about the pets, and, and that's, that's where we step in and really help out. And I've got to get your thoughts on that as well, because I'm sure that uh, in the time that you walk through the hallways, somebody might come up and say, wow, this has really impacted me. It's been a terrible story, or they heard about somebody that might have lost everything. Uh, I'm sure it's got to be extremely rewarding, because you know their heart's in the right place, isn't it? Yes, and I have two thoughts on that. One is that I'm uh, currently a board member for the Pedigree Foundation, which is a charitable foundation that's dedicated to helping animal shelters and animal rescues find loving homes for dogs in need. And in this case, um, the Pedigree Foundation also provides disaster relief. So they provide disaster relief grants to nonprofit animal welfare organizations that are impacted by natural disasters. And in that case, um, we have uh, given money to those shelters to make sure that the pets are taken care of in those areas. Um, and then my other thought is we have 13 manufacturing sites around the U.S. that I'm very proud to be in charge of. Mm -hmm. um, and each one of those does work with their local communities to make sure that the shelters have food. Um, many of them volunteer their times. There's also a site that works with canine um, police dogs. And so a lot of the factories themselves are very involved in the communities in which they're located. Working with police dogs has got to be an incredible thing, right? Yes. I, I mean, you think about all of the great work that they do, uh, but knowing that they are really there to help serve those that are with them in law enforcement, there's got to be some really great stories here. Yes, we have a training facility on wow. site in one of our factories that is in, um, dedicated to canine training. Wow. All right, I've got a break for a few minutes uh, for some commercials and a quick weather update. Uh, Renee, let's get the uh, social media uh, websites out there where folks can maybe learn more about that, or let's do that when we come back out of the break. A lot of 
the uh, folks that are listening to the program are very digital. They're drivers, and they are on the Internet. And when they pull into a rest area or way station, they're going to be looking this up. So I do want to get that out there as well. Tim, also, I want to get the uh, Crete Schaefer website uh, where drivers can look up some more information. And what I really love about this is the fact there's great collaboration across all levels here, uh, from the manufacturer to the trucking companies. And in this day and age, I mean, we are in such a collaborative business world, you've got to have those kind of platforms that are going to be in place. All right, hold on, everybody. Let me break now for the weather. Right now, let's do that this minute right here on Sirius XM. Welcome back to Road Dog Trucking News with Mark Willis from Mars Petcare in Nashville, Tennessee. All right, drivers, I want to welcome you back to the program. Thank you for joining me on this Thursday from coast to coast and border to border. I'm Mark Willis. Thanks for being out there. And, yeah, great to be on the road. I am broadcasting live from just outside of the great city of Nashville, Tennessee. I am at the Mars Pet Care North America facility, and we've got an open forum. We're talking pretty much about everything going on in the supply chain of the trucking industry and the synergy, the connectivity, however you want to describe it, between the manufacturing side and also the trucking industry. And a lot of great stuff being talked about today, and I've got a great panel that is assembled talking about how all of this is working. I've got Renee Peets, and she's the VP of Supply for Mars Pets Care. Also, I've got uh, Chris Genest on, the Network Transportation Operations Manager. Katie Evans on board. She's the Manager of External Affairs. And also Tim Ashoff. He is the President CWO of a Crete trucking company and uh, guys again thank you for joining me on the program you know a lot of the uh, folks that are listening out there across north america very much are on the internet and they're digital and they got smartphones iphones you name it i do want to get uh, websites out there where folks can find you guys at at mars social media twitter are you a tweeter <laughs> no and you're not a tweeter <laughs> okay uh, but what are some of the best ways to reach you uh, you can check out our website. So okay. um, on so social media, you can find us on Mars Pet Care US. Um, we also have www.bettercitiesforpets.com where you can learn about the um, amazing work that we do with 25 current cities across the US. And you can also use www.pedigreefoundation.org where you can learn more about the Pedigree Foundation sponsored by Mars. And as always, www.mars.com where you can learn all about the Mars Incorporated universe. Okay, outstanding. Tim, where can folks reach you? You can find all three of our companies, uh, Creek Carrier, Schaefer Trucking, and Hunt Transportation at creekcarrier.com as well as uh, out there on Facebook, Twitter. YouTube channels as well at uh, Creek Carrier in the, on those social media sites. Okay, absolutely. I'm going to put those up on my site as well. And guys, again, thank you for doing this. Uh, very informative, and I am honored to be here uh, to see uh, how all of this is connected. Uh, because, you know, it's one thing to be able to report on the trucking side of it, but uh, to see from the manufacturing side, see what goes on. How does it work? How does it apply to the drivers out there? Really, it's a fantastic learning experience for me, and I really do appreciate that. Uh, you mentioned the Pedigree Foundation, and I do want to talk about that uh, because that is one of the uh, hallmarks of the uh, Mars uh, Pet Care North America. That is, an, a, that is a remarkable, remarkable uh, effort that is underway by the company. Let's talk about that. What do you guys do? Do you fund uh, research, uh, maybe assist hospitals or veterinary hospitals and things like that? How does that work? 
Sure, let's talk about that. So the Pedigree Foundation is a charitable foundation that's dedicated to helping animal shelters uh, and rescue organizations find loving homes for dogs that are in need. And in this case, the Pedigree Foundation's vision is to see a day where all dogs are safe, are secure, are well cared for, fed well, and loved. And so the Pedigree Foundation does provide uh, grants to um, both disaster relief grants as well as regular grants to organizations that um, include animal shelters as well as rescues uh, to ensure that dogs are more adoptable uh, and to match people with dogs uh, in need. I think what's really incredible about this is that there are so many success stories that have come out of this. Am I correct in that? I mean, I'm sure you could probably share several hours worth of those success stories where there's been new research that has come in maybe brought to the table or there's success stories in uh, whole maybe whole cities adopting right it's for sure yeah. so our better cities for pets program is something okay. that we established uh, two years ago and it is designed to educate communities around the U.S. about the benefits of becoming more pet friendly. Okay. And certainly related to the folks who are the audience for this channel in that um, because when your pet is on the road with you, obviously you want to be able to enjoy the places that you travel to together with your pet. Yep. And the Better Cities for Pets program brings the voices of pets and their owners uh, to the community influencers. And then that way they can advocate for um, fewer pets in shelters, more pets in public places, whether that's uh, outdoor patios at restaurants, walking paths, um, or pet-friendly hotels even. And we're seeing more and more of those, which are really cool. Now, the, you were telling me about a program called Mutts for Trucks. Yes. What is that? Yep, that so sounds very cool. It's very cool. So our pedigree brand had a really unique opportunity okay. to partner with Mobile Delvac um, to launch this campaign that we're calling Mutts for Trucks. Okay. So obviously, um, professional drivers, it can be a pretty lonely job. You know, there's not a lot of interaction that you know necessarily takes place on your standard hall. Um, and you know, we know as a pedigree brand that um, there are a lot of dogs who are in need of loving homes. And so this was a really unique program where we are working to match those shelter dogs who mm -hmm. need homes with these professional truck drivers who are in need of a canine companion. You know, so. it's really a lot of fun about the uh, the fact that so many truck drivers out there will indeed take their pets along. And uh, I've had stuff up on social media about it being National Pet Day or, or National uh, Four-Legged Best Friend Day. And I'll get hundreds of pictures sent in yep. to uh, social media. So it just goes to show you the extent of just how much people adore their pets, right? Pets are family. They are. They are. People love their pets. Uh, you know, they say cats go viral. I think dogs go equally as viral. Um, <laughs> you know, they're four-legged family members, so we want to be able to take them with us everywhere we go. You know, and again, I'll circle back to what I saw when we first walked into here was the fact that uh, this campus is extremely pet-friendly. There's dog runs in the back. I was noticing that. Uh, there were some folks that are working. Uh, in the far corner, they're outside, but uh, they have their best friend, their four-legged companion that's right there. The uh, dogs are allowed to uh, maybe sit on uh, a perch that's kind of like at the top of the stairs there where they can just kind of veg out and watch mom and dad work as well. And I think that's also going to be one of the great things that will bring new people in, right? I mean, if they want to look at a company to go to work for, I mean, that's one of the questions that they might ask. You know, what can you do for me and my pet? Do you get a lot of that? 
Absolutely. Well, I yeah. think most people know when they apply to work at Mars Pet Care yeah. that we're pet friendly. Yeah. Uh, but we do know that it's something that, you know, job seekers want. Yep. Yep. Tim, you get a lot of questions about that as well, right? We do. And we, yep. and we do allow pets uh, in our trucks. Okay. And we do allow that for our drivers because we do know that it, it is that companionship. And, and certainly our, our drivers have um, difficult jobs. They're out there they on do. the road, yep. you know, often weeks at a time. Uh, yes, it's better now with technology that they could connect with their family back at home. But to have that companion with them there each and every day uh, to help fill some of that void is great. And as you kind of alluded to earlier, what, what I enjoy seeing is I, I often have a driver come walking in my office with their dog. With their dog. <laughs> yep. And the pride they have yep. coming in to introduce their pet to me. Sure. So it, it is kind of rewarding to see that, uh, to see their, you know, their best friend on the road and to have them come to work and show it off to everybody else. All right. I've got to break one more time for a few minutes. Uh, some more commercials are coming up. And uh, drivers, again, like I mentioned, it's really a great treat for me to be here at the Mars Pet Care North American facility. This is going to be just outside of the uh, great city of Nashville. First time for me to be in Nashville. And I was really just absolutely amazed. Uh, Steve Shoy uh, took me down Main Street, and uh, we saw the, uh, all of the musical activity and all of the uh, restaurants and things like that. It was like going to Times Square, uh, except maybe in Tennessee. But <laughs> it was really a lot of fun. All right, uh, hold on. When we come back out of the break, let's get into uh, some more of the uh, strategic alliance that we're seeing in the supply chain. I think this is such a... Uh, an important point to bring up. I mean, we're talking about the importance of the trucking industry forming a collaborative partnership with organizations like Mars to, uh, to move freight through the system. And, and that partnership, these kind of partnerships are absolutely critical uh, for the development of both operations to move freight, to keep the systems going out there. Uh, so uh, we'll go into that in just a few minutes. Uh, Eric Cutter is going to be joining us as well. In a few minutes, he is the uh, president of the refrigerated division of Schaefer Trucking. He's a graduate of Arizona State University. He's got more than 20 years of experience in the uh, trucking industry, and most recently, he served as president for Knight Refrigerated. So he's going to be joining us in just a few minutes as well. This is Road Dog Trucking News with Mark Willis, broadcasting from Mars Pet Care with Creek Carrier Corporation in Nashville, Tennessee. And now, and now, here's Mark Willis. All right, drivers, want to welcome you back to the program. And again, I am on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, got off my cul-de-sac in suburban North Dallas, took off that ankle monitor, <laughs> and I was able to make my way to the airport and uh, get out here to the great city of Nashville, and that's where I am right now. Just outside of the city, I'm at the Mars Pet Care North America facility, and uh, what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is the importance of the end-to-end -end supply chain. We're talking about planning, procurement, manufacturing, warehousing, logistics, customer supply chain functions, a great panel discussion going on right now with uh, Renee Peets, and she is the VP of Supply for Mars Pet Care. Also, Chris Genest is here, Network Transportation Operations Manager, and uh, also I've got Tim Ashoff, President and CWO of Crete. Eric Cutter is joining me now, President of Schaefer Trucking. And guys, again, I really thank you all for having us out here uh, to uh, do the show, and I uh, was mentioning, mentioning this going into the break about the uh, collaborative effort that's uh, underway right now across the supply chain. And, and you look at how all of this is interconnected on so many different levels, uh, from the manufacturer's side to the trucking industry side to the collection of big data. How do you track all of these uh, products that are going 
uh, from point A to point B. And uh, Eric, I want to welcome you uh, to the program. And uh, you oversee Schaefer Trucking. And would you agree, sir, that uh, we're seeing more collaborative efforts across all platforms of the, of the supply chain? Yes, there's a much more group effort in uh, collaborative ideas on how we can make the driving job better. Not only the being pet friendly, but being driver friendly and uh, really helping our drivers be more efficient with their time uh, through ship sites and, and, uh, and delivery sites and, and really, really preloading trailers and just a, an overall value for our driver in, in managing their time. And, and Tim, expand on that. When you look at the uh, synergy, the collaborative effort between organizations uh, like Mars and uh, what you've got at Creek Carrier, I mean, it's a strategic uh, match made in heaven, so to speak. It, it is. You can have a couple different kinds of custom customers, actually a spectrum, from those that are tran purely transactional, hey, pick up this load and deliver it for me, to all the way to that you know, spectrum of collaborative like we have with Mars. And that entails a lot of things, you know, having a partnership that's long-term thinking, that we're open with each other about where we're going, what we can each do better. Uh, because it's always good to have feedback on what we can do better as a trucking company, and I know somebody at Mars wants to know what they can do better as a customer as well. And then to get together and, and not just uh, talk about things, but, but get the true input we need from right down to uh, at their manufacturing sites, their people there uh, getting together with our people to down to the driver. In fact, when Mars came to uh, Lincoln, uh, they wanted to talk to our drivers, so we had a driver come in and provide them uh, feedback on their ship sites directly from our driver. And, and the good thing is, is we have a lot of good long-term drivers. We've had the long-term relationship with Mars. We've been to their sites many times. So we had one driver that could come in and talk about every one of their sites practically. Oh, wow. been wow. there many a times. But then, not just the conversation, but the follow-up. We've had many conversations after that with their team members on say, okay, we took that input. Here's what we're doing. Is that the right direction? And so, you know, supporting their values in helping them achieve their mission they're also then supporting our values and helping achieve our mission and in, the, in what Eric just said, to make our drivers' lives better as well. And, and talk about that from your vantage point, Renee, because uh, getting that kind of feedback and data uh, from uh, partners like uh, Crete and Schaefer and also uh, right down to the driver is so critical to the manufacturing process and how the, uh, how they, the input can really improve the efficiency of moving products from point A to point B. Yeah, the feedback is critical. I mean, understanding what kind of customer we are um, across our network certainly can help to make us better. Um, and the relationship is certainly important as what's important to our customers is that loads get there on time, that they're in full, um, and that we're ensuring that the product gets to the shelf so it ultimately can get to the pet. Um, the key to the strategic relationship is the collaboration. It's the joint business planning. It's making sure that both sides understand what the strategies are and what is needed in order to get to the next level. You know, in our network, we have 13 manufacturing facilities four regional distribution centers, um, more than 15 million miles are traveled in this network every year. Um, and the importance is getting the product on the shelf so it can be sold and, and ultimately taken in by the consumer, which ultimately for us is the dog or the cat. When you look at this, uh, Chris, from your vantage point, hearing about the connective synergy between uh, the trucking company like Crete Schaefer and also between the manufacturing side of it with what, what you do, a lot of the feedback is going to be based on big data. This is going to be based on downloading of information, say maybe construction delays, road delays, uh, things that uh, maybe might, might slow a driver up a little bit. I mean, that, that is so critical in the planning process of these, getting these products distributed, isn't it? 
It is. It is. And I, I, I tell you where we've had a great relationship with uh, Creed is a year ago we did start exactly what Renee was talking about with the joint business plan. So quarterly, Creed comes in and sets down with us. We talk about what did the past quarter look like? What is the next quarter going to look like? How do they go and assist us with this? And we bring all the data to the table. We bring on-time data to the table. We bring fines and fees data to the table. All of that so that we're, we're working together to make sure that A, Crete is getting the freight that's good freight for them, good freight for their drivers, and that we're doing the right thing for our customers. It's been very successful over the past year. And, you know, as we move forward and we think about strategic long-term planning, you know, we're moving from the 4RDC to a 5RDC network. Crete sat down with us six months ago and we talked about where we're looking to place those, what's strategically good for them, what looks good for their drivers, what do their drivers need, what type of facilities need to be around our facilities so that we ensure that we are in that partnership. And that's really been the change of mind, I think, over time. You know, I've heard a lot of times we talk about being the shipper of choice. I've I've really changed that term to being partner of choice. That's who I want to be. Excellent. With 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 uh, with Crete out there, and I think uh, that's really what we've shown over the past year of just really making a lot of step changes as we move forward. When when you mentioned the fact you visited uh, some of the facilities at Crete uh, and you heard from some of the some of the drivers, what were some of the feedback uh, material that you got? Yeah, so you know, a lot of positive feedback, which is always great to hear from sure. my side, right? Sure. You know, yep. um, we we heard a lot of a lot of good things, especially about the Aurora, um, Nebraska facility, and and how well they treat the drivers there, how good the communication is, all of that. We also took the, took the negative feedback, you know, the negative feedback of wait time or of delay time at those facilities. And we go and we work with that. And I'll tell you where Crete's been great is they were the first one to the table with having an on-site partner, and we've got an on-site rep at our site. And, you know, that is that immediate feedback. That's very quick feedback from both sides, right? We get it from Crete. We give it to Crete. We're able – they've been a great partner in flexing up. You know, you talk about big data, and, and we know when our time of year we need to flex up. Crete's been always there to step up and say, hey, we're more than happy to help you in this area or that area. We have extra capacity there. And uh, it's, it's those types of partnerships, right, that's going to drive our businesses forward. You, you mentioned flexing up the business, and uh, we talked a little bit about that last night. At uh, dinner is the fact that uh, some, of the, some of the items that have got to be shipped are cyclical in nature, like, for example, Halloween uh, candy and also maybe Christmas decorations. You know, Halloween candy, I believe, is shipped, uh, you're mentioning, in July, and, and it's on a shelf now. Uh, but uh, there's there's a, the peak shipping season for that's going to be probably July August. Christmas stuff's already in the stores as well. Uh, so this is where the manufacturers and the trucking company will reshape what they're doing to meet those accommodations or those goals, right? Yes. Well, we'll typically get some forecasting ahead of time, okay. so we'll we'll build a plan uh, and know what the peaks and valleys are going to be, so we can ramp up and and try to allocate our assets and prepare our drivers and our operations teams to better forecast the surges. I would think also, too, that uh, when, there's, when it comes to pet food, that there's no downtime, right? I mean, we are, we're talking about a multi-billion dollar plus industry because uh, people are going to spend the money for this. I mean, they want to take care of their, their pets. And from the business model, from the business side of the equation, 
it's it's really good, right? I mean, folks are really spending money when it comes to their pets, aren't they? Yes, and people want to feed their pets like they feed themselves. Sure. Um, you know, here at Mars, our portfolio includes nearly 50 brands across all of the spectrum for dogs and cats. So very iconic brands like Pedigree, Iams, Neutro, uh, greenies, temptations for cats. Um, and so for us, we want to make sure that not only we can keep those products in stock, but for things like promos, such as at Christmas, where you can get a, a Christmas stocking filled with our treat <laughs> products for dogs, right. um, which are also very popular. Sure. Um, you want to make sure that that stuff's on the shelf and it has to get there on time. I think, too, when you look at the infrastructure, a lot of debate about what's going on with that, about the uh, highway system uh, construction delays and things like that. Uh, we've got the debate underway in Washington as to how that's going to be paid for. We could do a whole show on that. But do you forecast that in when you are looking at the manufacturing plot process, collaborating with, with Crete and Schaefer to move that freight? Uh, infrastructure, major concern? Yeah, so last year we really undertook this, this whole on-time-to-customer uh, journey. And, and what we'd seen is we, we weren't there with the rest of the industry. So we sat down with Crete and, and really talked about what do we need to do. And the standard used to be it was 400 miles a day. That's what we expected trucks to do, right, was 400 miles a day. And we said, why are we, why are we not doing well with this? And they said, you know what, have you ever looked at how often a driver comes in with a full set of hours? And we said, no, we haven't, right? We actually changed our standard on recommendations as we went around to starting the first day at 200 miles and then 400, 400. And you know what? It changed the way we do business. Yeah, yeah. And so we gave that leeway to be able to go and, and give that flexibility to a driver who had just dropped off at some facility or had been delayed at another facility and been able to come into our facility, travel that first 200 miles on day one and then 400 after that. And I tell you what, it, it changed the way we did business. It changed our service levels out to the industry. And I think it really gave relief last year in a time where it was a huge driver crisis to allow carriers like Crete to be much more flexible with our freight. Yeah, and moving that freight, uh, Tim, when you mentioned the, the product getting to the shelf in the, in, in the utmost timely fashion is so critical out there. Once you're able to explain some of the components of with this, how they can maybe rework their business model, it's a win-win across the board. It is, and, and where you see that, that it truly is a partnership, is that we are both open to bearing our soul, so to speak, on, hey, what are we not doing well? <laughs> right. And uh, how can we look you know, to each other and say, how could we do better? And so we, we really do appreciate that uh, partnership and that, you know, that, that discussion back and forth, because you know, our goal for our drivers, too, is not to get 200 miles a day. We want to get you know, more, sure. more, more for them. Uh, but then we also can sometimes create you know, situations where drivers get less if we don't actually give them enough time to get that because then they miss a delivery appointment, then it's got to be rescheduled for another day. So it's something where it truly is a win-win if we say, how can we make this work for each other? Uh, Data is a big part of that, but the yep. bigger part of that really is the communication yeah. and uh, really learning what each other organization is about, how they operate, where we can fit together. And then a big thing for us is driving that all the way down to our driver. Um, you know, Eric and I were in our Knoxville terminal yesterday and we had a driver yep. meeting. One of the things we talk about is our customers and what's important to them and why service is important to them, why safety is important to our customers. Often drivers don't think, well, customers don't think about safety. I think, well, of course they do. Yep. They yep. want their product delivered safety intact. They want, um, they want a partnership with real quality companies. And for us, quality companies means having quality people and that's quality drivers. So we put that quality freight together with that quality driver. We have great um, 
open conversations, and that's where success comes. All right, I got to break one more time. We're coming up to the top of the hour here, and let's keep it going. I've got to take a few minutes out for some commercial messages and a quick update on the news. We're getting ready to wrap up hour number one. And thanks for tuning into the program, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Mark Willis, and again, it's great for me to be out on the road. I'm broadcasting from the Mars Pet Care Facility. North America, just outside of the great city of Nashville. I want you to stick around. I've got a whole lot more. This is Road Dog Trucking News with Mark Willis, broadcasting from Mars Pet Care with Crete Carrier Corporation in Nashville, Tennessee. And now, and now, here's Mark Willis. Drivers, I want to welcome you back to the program. It's hour number two of Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking News, live across North America. Thank you. For letting us tag along with you wherever you may be across this great land of ours. Thanks for you listening to my dulcet tones. Uh, again, live across North America for this uh, Thursday. And it's uh, always great for me, ladies and gentlemen, to be able to get out and about and report on the road. Uh, and that's what I'm doing today, folks. Uh, I am very fortunate to be at the Mars Pet Care North America facility just outside of the great city of Nashville. And uh, we are talking about things that are going on in the industry. We're talking about uh, how the industry is operating uh, more efficiently. We're talking about the collaborative efforts, the synergy that is going on from the manufacturing side right down to the trucking industry itself. And it's that kind of collective unison, if you will, that is going to make uh, a lot of success stories out there. And I think that's uh, so critical uh, these days uh, is to have that collaborative partnership between the manufacturing side and also on the uh, trucking industry side. I have got a great panel lined up right now that we're talking about this in great detail. I've got Eric Cutter. He is with me, and uh, he is the, he's the boss at Schaefer Trucking, aren't you? Yes, sir. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, well, I sometimes. Notice you're, you're on your phone, and you're probably getting a lot of messaging from folks going, oh, man, it's what I'm hearing on the radio. Uh, but it's good to have you. And tell folks how many trucks you have. Uh, Schaefer has 1,200 trucks. 1,200 trucks. Okay. Yeah, right about 2,450 trailers. Okay. okay. Somewhere in that area. Very good. And it's an incredible network, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Now, do you report directly to Tim, or does Tim report to you? I report to Tim. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he's the boss. We're a collaborative team. A collaborative team. Yeah, there collaborative you go. team. I was going to say, who makes some final decision, right? <laughs> Our wives. The, yes. Well, yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Well said. Yep. Well said. Well, you you guys work great together, and you run one of the best trucking companies in America today. I mean, you look at the combined forces of what you've got close to maybe 5,000-plus trucks that are out there between the two companies. It is such a dynamic industry. Uh, to be in collaborative efforts across your platforms with your manufacturers, with your, with your suppliers out there, the partnerships are just absolutely amazing. And Eric, it gets better each day, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Like through our collaboration, you know, we, we talked a little bit uh, that we had earlier with, with Mars. I mean, we worked on uh, parking, you know, so yeah. our, our drivers have the ability to, to show up at a, at a Mars facility, Mars Relief facilities, and have the ability to, to sleep there, take their break, take their 10-hour break. And they've done a great job with, with uh, creating space for our drivers to, to be rested and have, have a safe place to stay and also work very uh, diligently on, on their facilities for our drivers so they have amenities for them as well. So 
that's it's been it's been a great value and our drivers really in, in, enjoy the collaboration and the great thing about working with a company like mars is as like us they have different needs and we have different services so we have a refrigerated division uh, in schaefer and they have a big line of products uh, that require that and then you know certainly the, the pet care division that doesn't requires dry van primarily but when we collaborate, we're able to collaborate across business units, then, yep, yep. you know, and and have not just working with Mars Pet, but working with Mars Wrigley, and some of the things we're able to gain for one business unit, either for Mars or for Crete Schaefer, we're able to use on the other. And so us not only collaborating in in our unique business units, but across the companies, has been very helpful, and, and they've been very open with that as well. Renee, I know you follow what's going on with some of the economics of uh, what's happening in the industry, and I was reading some uh, notes earlier. Uh, to, today concerning uh, uh, concerning the overall economy and FTR, uh, their trucking conditioned index came out and it indicated that uh, the third quarter was a little bit lower uh, than what had been forecast, but they are expecting that uh, as we now go into the fourth quarter, there's going to be a pickup in uh, the level of activity. We're going into the busy holiday uh, season, and, and like I mentioned earlier, there's really no downtime when it comes to uh, people needing their pet products and uh, pet food and things like that. But what do those numbers mean overall, say, when they are predicting that there's going to be a down cycle uh, in, in uh, the economic conditions? Uh, does that have any bearing on manufacturing, production, and things like that? How do you view that? Sure, of course. We have 13 manufacturing facilities across the U.S., and of course the conditions of the economy, unemployment, um, cost of living matter to us as well as to our associates. Um, there's over 2,000 associates in my supply chain organization, and of course they're our number one concern. Um, fuel prices, of course, are a concern of ours because we don't want to have to pass on pricing to the customer and to the consumer. Um, so we always watch the economic indicators. You know, We want to make sure that we create an inflation proof business and luckily for us in the pet category we tend to be more inflation proof than some of the other categories that are out there. Why do you think that is? Um, people's pets are important. They're family members and certainly we want one of the biggest trends is wanting to feed pets like we feed ourselves so making sure that they have you know safe nutritious all natural foods. Um, we have brands that run across the spectrum um, everything from pedigree to higher-end brands um, and we want to have something for everybody so no matter what your budget is we have a product for your pet. When you look at uh, some of the uh, things that are going on as far as the regulatory process and the trucking industry that is a uh, major concern on the radar for so many chief executives I know it probably keeps Tim up at night and the uh, same thing with uh, Eric as well now when you look at uh, Renee from your vantage point of the hours of service that the drivers have got to operate under they are under the current 14-hour uh, driving day 11-hour driving window that puts a lot of pressure on them when you throw into the mix they've got construction to deal with and uh, there may be other kind of delays out there how do you meet those challenges from the regulatory side for the industry versus the manufacturing side with the product expectations? For sure it's a challenge and part of that is where the collaboration really comes into play because especially today where retailers are not wanting to store a lot of inventory, most of the time the product on the shelf is their inventory. So we need to make sure that we, we're creating a just-in-time system that has some room um, in case there are some delays, somebody runs out of hours due to something beyond their control. Um, so we need to make sure that we're creating a sustainable supply chain, and we do that through open communication as well as some disaster planning and plan B, C, D through Z. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, and i got to get your thoughts on that as well, Chris. I mean, the planning is so 
strategic like I was mentioning, but uh, when it comes to the federal hours of service regs, I mean, this is top of the line for so many in the industry due to the fact that we've got an open comment period right now that is uh, open through the federal register where drivers can weigh in on these proposed changes, manufacturers can do the same, uh, shippers can do the same. Any, any general feedback about that from your side? Yeah, so being in the industry for about 20 years, I've, I've seen the hours of service change multiple times. Yeah. And, you know, really what we're trying to do is make sure that we do everything we can with whatever changes come down the road to accommodate the driver and, and make it the easiest of, of freight and life for him. And, you know, we talk about work-life balance inside this office. There's that with a driver, too, sure. right? They're trying, to, they're trying to strive for that same work-life balance. And I think that's really where we sit down. We partner with, with Crete and talk about how do we do things differently? What does things have to look like? And, they, and again, I go back to all the, all the things we look at as we go out str strategically, you know, two, three, five years. And how do we partner with them to make sure that we're trying to predict as many of those things as, as we can as we move forward? And, you know, Crete's come to, come to the table multiple times with us and just sat down and talked about how we do things differently. And, you know, we talked about before their drivers coming to the table and talking about, you know, one-on-one. -on -one. It's, it's different when I sit down at the table and when a driver sits down at the table, right? And so it's, it's great to get that frontline feedback and, and really prepare our business to help their business. And when you gather some of that data from uh, the drivers themselves, then I would imagine you take that data and then you present it on to Renee, and then it uh, maybe goes a little bit further up the chain, I would imagine. But, but based on that, do you get a lot of feedback from, uh, say, drivers uh, about things like uh, tolling uh, or maybe some other kind of things that uh, maybe a lot of folks are, are bringing up. I'm sure it probably ranges across the board, doesn't it? It does. It does. Everything from the facilities to, you know, just the basics of how we're treated when we come in the gates, right? Okay. How, how, how does the guard shack treat us when we come in the gates? And, you know, this is the beauty of Mars. It, it goes back to our principles and the, and the freedom and the mutuality. You know, not always do I have to take that up to Renee. Oftentimes I can make those decisions on my own, and that's, that's really why we live by those principles, because I know we've got to go fuel our own growth internally, right? We have to go make the right decisions. Uh, one of the things we're currently looking into is a driver feedback app okay. that when you okay. come into one of our facilities, you can go to the app and you can give us immediate feedback. Then we'll take that data, going back to big data again, and we'll roll that up and then we'll give that back to our, our uh, regional logistics managers to go make those changes inside those facilities. And I think, you know, that's just so critical. We, we, we talk about feedback inside of our business. We take, we take feedback as a gift always inside of our business. And whether that's from outside, outside uh, um, partners, whether that's from internally, you know, that, that means a lot to us, and we go make change accordingly. I like the, the idea that uh, this is going to be available through an app system where yep. somebody that may be at a facility, they may see something or may experience something, and Renee, to be able to go and to be able to put that into an app has got to be just an incredible feature. Uh, when you think about it, it's going to be top of the mind for that for that driver. Then uh, you're getting they're getting that messaging instantaneously across, aren't they? Absolutely, and and information is powerful for us too because we can make real time changes. When we do um, invest money in our facilities these days, we do have the driver in mind. So we are also creating improvements not only in our offices, infrastructures, in the factories, but also in the areas where the drivers would go to make sure that they have the comforts um, as many as we can give them of home while they're on the road. And one of the great things about uh, having known Eric and uh, also having known Tim for uh, all of these years, these two gentlemen are by far some of the most visible 
chief executive officers that are out there today. They will hold town hall meetings. They will put up social media video. And uh, I saw one the other day with you two in sombreros, uh, which was, was really a lot of fun. And they'll, they'll do that outreach. And, and again, getting back to that collaborative effort, uh, not, only it start, not only does it start on the executive level, but it reaches all the way down to the driver level, and the drivers are the backbones of these organizations. Absolutely. I mean, we are a family company, and we, we consider all of our associates family members. And there isn't uh, you know, anyone that's on a, a pedestal or a level above others, and, and we want to be out there hand-in-hand hand with our drivers understanding what is going on in their world and how can we improve their world, you know, much like Mars is doing for, for pets. Uh, we want to do that for drivers, and, and not only our own drivers, but Eric and I often take the time, and we've... Uh, we, we go out on some truck stop tours yeah, as well, absolutely. and we actually yep. oftentimes learn more from drivers of other companies that are great input, great feedback that we can then take and use for drivers in our own company. And so, um, you know, if, you, if you're not willing to have to, that open feedback and, and then have it, that immediate feedback as well, uh, and then act upon it, yep. uh, you know, it's, you, you really aren't going to make progress. I, my, the timeline may be off on this, but I think it was a couple of years ago that uh, that I joined you at a truck stop hmm. uh, somewhere in, I think it was in Illinois, if I remember correctly, and you were gathering, the both of you were yep. gathering information from drivers directly. I mean, the drivers were coming in uh, from the fuel island, and uh, you, you two walked up and introduced yourselves, and I know some of the drivers gave you a lot of feedback. That direct handshake, that one-on-one, communication is so critical these days. You're getting input from those that are on the road. They're in the yeah. in the collective trenches, so to speak. Mark, you asked really who our, who our boss is. Really, <laughs> Tim and I are here to support our drivers and make them successful. Yep. Because the more we make them successful, our quality drivers, then they'll be successful with our quality customers. Yeah. So we just look at things that we can do every day and how we can improve our drivers' days. I would think also, too, Renee, that uh, getting that feedback from those that are in the building here is such an extremely important part of the process uh, that I'm sure uh, that folks can walk up to you and say, hey, Renee, can we do this or try that? Or what do you think about this and that? This way you're forming a collective consensus as to what's going on in the organization, going back to that open-door policy, which is, uh, which is so very much evident here. Absolutely, and as you've seen, as you've walked around the yeah. building today, you can see that we don't have offices. So yeah. I'm, I'm a member of, of a leadership team that runs this business, and any of us are accessible at any time. Um, we don't sit in offices. We sit in open seating like all of our associates do, and we're incredibly approachable because we want the feedback. I mean, we work in this business um, just like all of our associates do. I travel quite often to the factories as well as the regional distribution centers to get the voice of the associate. That's so important today. How important is word of mouth? Uh, say somebody inside of the organization that uh, they love working uh, here, for example, and they refer maybe a friend or a neighbor, and I'm going to tie that in directly to trucking as well. Uh, that's got to be, I think, so much of an important thing that if somebody comes on board based on a recommendation or a reference that it's going to make it a win-win, right? Bringing new skill sets in, somebody knows, somebody coming in, it's going to seem like family. Absolutely, and with such low unemployment around the country, yeah. we need that word of mouth. You know, we want those recommendations. Mars is consistently rated a best place to work, um, and so getting the word out and, and making sure that people understand um, what it's like to work here uh, is critical. I mean, what kind of questions do you get from those sort of coming on board? 
uh, what is it really like to work here? Okay. Um, what does it feel like to work here? Can I really bring my dog to work? Um, <laughs> do, do you really have dog-friendly workplace? Um, and so and the answer to those is yes. Yeah. You know, it feels great to work here. It's empowering. Um, our associates consistently rate us very highly in terms of workplace. Um, same with our factories, and that's related to the Mars culture much more so than just the physical facility. Yeah. And from this vantage point, Tim, uh, from your organization and Eric, from yours as well, uh, somebody refers somebody to your company, that's a bonus, right? I mean, they, they get them on board and you got a keeper. Absolutely. Our, our best recruiters are our drivers. And so if they're referring somebody, that's rewarding. Because not only do you know that they feel great about what they're doing, but they're also talking to somebody out there in the world that they, they would like to have on the team with yeah, them. they trust. And so the quality of those, those hires we get from referrals are great. And then the other thing is, you know, when I have a, a driver that works for somebody else ask about what's it like to work at Creed, I always say, you're asking the wrong person. Just go <laughs> talk to our drivers. I mean, you know, we, I, I can, I can kind of give what my perception is, what we really strive for, what I think we really do deliver. But but I'm not out there every day, and no. I'm not seeing it from you know the, the driver's perspective. So that I, 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 that's the first thing I say: go out, talk to a Crete driver, talk to a Schaefer driver. They're going to tell you what it's really like, and I think you're, they're going to hear the same thing I would tell them. I'm confident in that. But certainly, hearing it from a peer is much better from hearing it from me. And, and Eric, when you go out talk to the drivers as well, and somebody wants to refer somebody back into the into the organization, uh, there that that's building trust right there, isn't it? I mean, yes, it is. No, it, it, it does build trust. It, our our best recruiters are our Crete and Schaefer drivers. Yeah, yeah. bringing on more great Crete and Schaefer drivers, and they're they're what sells our company the most. I, I think also too, and expand on this, and I'm going to ask you this across the board, is that a lot of the a lot of the referrals come from the military, uh, folks that are maybe coming back in the service uh, after serving in their. Uh, line of uh, duty. I know your son is uh, currently serving in Afghanistan, and God bless him for that, and thank him for his service. Uh, but just having somebody coming in from the military to transition back into civilian life, trucking is a great way to go, right? There's a lot of great programs to build somebody up and get them into the trucking world. Yes, it is. The uh, the military lifestyle, you know, not being home every day or, yeah. or being deployed. And, and not being at home and, you know, kind of get you into the maybe the more of a trucking lifestyle and uh, really the, the foundation that the military has established with, uh, you know, through the military service is really great for our industry because they're, they're regimented, you know, they, uh, you know, fit and they, you know, just know how to represent themselves well. Yeah, and the numbers that uh, Timmy were sharing earlier of the... Uh People that have served in the military and currently working for Creed is amazing to share those numbers. Yeah, 30% of our overall workforce is, is either current, we have some reservists and otherwise uh, military or former military, and that is something we are, are very, very proud of. Um, you know, family-owned company, our, our founder was uh, a member of, of the Army uh, right at the end of World War II, and that's something that, you know, he's instilled our, our pride in our country, pride in our servicemen and women. And that we, you know, that they fit in with our culture as well. You know, we we treat each other with respect. It's the same values as Mars values, and they relate to that. And I, I think that they're just that is. I'll, I'll be honest with you. That is not something. You know, 10 years ago we said let's go out and make sure that our our workforce is 30% military or former military. It just happened that way. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. we're very proud of that. And, yeah. and now we do want to, you know, make sure that people do know. The environment we have and, and what their what their co-military members are seeing here at Crete and Schaefer, but it, it is something I think when you have that right culture, um, the right values, 
it attracts the right people. And, and Renee, take that a step further too. When you look at the uh, manufacturing side, the folks that are working at the at the manufacturing site, you mentioned thir 13 facilities around the United States. I'm sure there's a uh, very much a, a great representation of those that have served in the military working inside of the organization. That's got to be rewarding. Yes, definitely. And we also have an associate resource group here based in headquarters called Dog Tags. Um, so it allows, you know, former military members who are associates to have that um, group of common thinking folks um, with common experiences. And what we find across our facilities is, is not only um, military service, but we also find multi-generational families. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, wow. it's, it's sort of a hallmark of Mars. You have um, father, sons, mothers, daughters, oh, that's sisters, wonderful. cousins, wow, um, multi-generations at the factory, some that have been there 20, 30, 40 years even. And um, it's just really nice to see that people believe that they can make a career and, and a life with a Mars factory. One of the greatest uh, hallmarks of a great organization is uh, the fact that somebody might, have been, might be there for 20, 30, 40 plus years. And uh, Tim, you were sharing a story with us last night that one of your one of your drivers has been with the organization for 38 years, which is just absolutely amazing. Give that driver a shout out. Yeah, Morris Sims has been with us. He's wow. from here in Tennessee. Okay. He's been with us for 38 years. And then our second most tenured driver in the company is also from Tennessee. And, uh, you know, Knoxville area was the first area outside of Lincoln that we had our second terminal. And, you know, we, Eric and I were there yesterday. And, and it's not only the drivers. We were out in the shop, and, and our shop manager in Knoxville has been with us over 35 years. Our, our, our parts foreman there is 32 years. Uh, we're talking to the techs out there. Uh, we went to the lunchroom with them, and we're uh, enjoying that time with them. And, you know, we go around the table. Yep, 32 years, 31, 22, 20. And I said, well, who's the rookie? And he raises his hand. He's like, oh, six years, I'm a rookie, you know, those types of things. So that, that is very rewarding, too, because then you, that is validation, again, that you are doing the right things for your team members because they want to stay. They want to bring in their family members to be a part. Uh, of your overall uh, work family uh, because, uh, you know, we talk about drivers being out there, yep. um, and, but also in the office and the shop. We, we spend more time with each other at work often than we do with our own uh, family members at home. <laughs> right, so, to, right. so to have that strong uh, sense of, of community, uh, of culture, and, and values is, is important, I it, think, to a lot of people on where they want to work. It's absolutely amazing. I've got a break for a few minutes for commercials and weather and traffic. got to pay the bills and uh, all of that. A few more things that got to go along with that. And uh, drivers, again, thank you for tuning into the program. And again, I'm on the road. I am broadcast live uh, from the great city of Nashville. I'm at the Mars Pet Care North America facility, and it's great to be able to have this conversation to see what goes on uh, when it comes to end-to-end uh, -end supply chain. We're talking about planning, procurement, manufacturing, warehousing, the importance of bringing uh, new folks into the industry, getting drivers on board, uh, you know, talking about how it all works out for you on the road hauling these products back and forth. And now, here's Mark Willis. All right, welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for everything that you are doing. I'm Mark Willis, and again, I'm broadcasting live from the great city of Nashville. I'm at the Mars Pet Care North America facility. And I got to say, ladies and gentlemen, first time for me to be on property here, and this is a beautiful complex. I mean, it looks like a college campus. Uh, when I first drove up, I was expecting to see a couple of people throwing fris frisbees on the front lawn. <laughs> it's that Close. nice of a property. Uh, so I'm here to talk about industry issues, talk about things that are happening out there. And I've got a great panel assembled that is going over things that are happening out there from 
Uh, Mars Pet Care North America. I've got Renee Peets, and she is the VP of Supply uh, for Mars Pet Care. Also, I've got uh, Chris uh, Genist with me. He's, with, he's the Network Transportation Operations Manager for Mars Pet Care. I've got Tim Ashoff, who's on as well. He's the president and CWO of Crete. I've got Eric Cutter on. He's the uh, president of what is called Shaper Trucking, and they do combine a lot of their resources and efforts. They collaborate together on so many different items that are going on out there in the trucking industry. And guys, again, thank you for spending the time with us and uh, very informative, a lot of fun and uh, a lot of great detail. Renee, Renee, I do want to get social media sites out there, website. Sure. Uh, and can they phone you guys directly? Can they call you guys? Uh, they can. They can follow us as Mars Pet Care US on most of the social media sites. Also, bettercitiesforpets.com and pedigreefoundation.org, as well as to learn more about the Mars company itself, www.mars.com. All right. Outstanding. And, uh, Tim, let's get the social media vitals, websites. Where can guys find you? Yes, for Creek Carrier, Schaefer Trucking, and Hunt Transportation, you can go to creekcarrier.com out there on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and all the social sites. Just go to Creek Carrier, and there will be uh, links to all of our different companies right there. Yeah, we only have a few minutes left, guys. And, uh, man, we just barely scratched the surface with some of this stuff. It, uh, we've flown through almost an hour and a half on this. And uh, when you look at just uh, overall about the uh, economy and the trucking industry, trucking is such a vital part of our economy today, right, Eric? I mean, we've got to have an, a, a smooth operating uh, efficient system that's going to be moving freight from point A to point B. It, it's got to be job one. Yes, and, and having quality customers like Mars yeah. that have consistent baselines of freight week in and week out and month over month is very valuable to our drivers and, and also to their customers, their end customers, and, and being able to have freight that, that you can pick up preloaded 24 hours a day and drop locations that you can drop on weekends, seven days a week, is very valuable to our team. Yeah, the consistency in the marketplace, Tim, is so critical, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, and if you look at the product lines that, that Mars as a company has, not just Mars Pet Care, but overall, uh, they really are consistent product lines. You have some seasonalities we talked about in, in some of the confectionery with Easter and otherwise, but still the baseline products, their whole, their whole portfolio of companies uh, really does provide that consistency. And as we're looking for you know, customers that have that great freight. That is a piece of it. You know, what is that consistency? Because we want to make sure our drivers can get those consistent miles week after week, and we can't do that unless we have freight week after week. Yeah, I'll take that a step further, too, Renee. When you look at uh, the consistency in the, in the marketplace, uh, you've got such an enormous company here that uh, so many different product lines that have got to get out to the store shelves, and uh, the trucking industry is such a vital partner in all of that. What do you look for when it comes to consistency in the freight market. What do you look for as far as consistency in trucking overall? What is What are some of your goals with that? Well, for us, you know, making sure that the product gets to the shelf so that the consumer can buy it and, and our ultimate customer, the pet, can eat it. Um, we want to make sure that we have partners who can value this on time and in full requirements of our customers. So we, wa we also try to do our part in making sure that when drivers get in, they can either drop or they can turn around. They don't have to wait. There's no dwell time. Um, and that's why feedback to us is so important because we want to make sure that when you get to the site, you can do what you need to do and get out onto your next adventure. I, th I think from the other side of that as well is that the, you find the how satisfactory all of this works is when you get the feedback from the driver themselves, uh, that they will, like you mentioned, rate the shipper or the manufacturer out there. And again, it goes back to that collaborative approach uh, when you look at uh, combining synergies and making sure that everything's going to be operating 
on all levels. Forecast ahead for 2020. We're just around the corner with that. We are into October. We're going into the fourth quarter, and I'm, I know that uh, Morris is probably developing business plans for the new year, uh, looking at ways to maybe revamp or maybe improve uh, the consistency across the delivery lines. Uh, growth plans going forward for 2020, I'm sure there's a lot on the drawing board, isn't there? Yes, in fact, we're just completing our operating plan uh, first draft for 2020. Very timely. And Yes, very timely. <laughs> and so we do. We have some new innovations that are coming. We have some product renovations on our current beloved brands, um, but we have over 50 brands of iconic pet food products here that run through the North American business. And for us, making sure that the mm -hmm. consumer ultimately is happy with what we have um, is critical to us. When you look at uh, some of the brands that may be introduced or re maybe revamping some of the product lines, Chris, from your vantage point, that means maybe reshaping, rethinking, reanalyzing the way that the transportation operations system is going to be going to be working out there. Could be adding more capacity, maybe moving around some uh, some existing uh, capacity to a new location. This is going to be a moving target for 2020. Absolutely, and I, I would say 2020 and beyond, right? So 2020 is an, an, another footstep or another milestone in Mars Pet Care as we continue to revamp our business and the way we do business. And the great thing about it is, you know, as I look at the next five years, you know, the way we're going to get closer to our customer, we're going to try to get our freight within one day, you know, and that's, that's super helpful for both sides of the business to be able to pick up and deliver in one day. That's, that, that's helpful. It, it gets our OTIF scores and, and really helps drivers turn quicker as they go through. I think, you know, as I look at 2020, some of the, some of the changes we're making internally um, and the way we're building out our business, I think, again, Crete's been great at coming to the table, talking to us about it, talking to us about what needs to happen with that. Um, you know, and the, the feedback we get is, is really around this volume consistency. We talk a lot about that. Um, we talk about the strategic partnership, again, and collaborative decisions, as, as I've talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. And then the drivers treated with respect at our facilities. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, that's huge, right? Um, I believe everybody comes to work to do their best job, right? Nobody comes in thinking, I'm going to go fail at my job today. <laughs> and that's really what we're looking for, is sure. everybody to come in and do the best work that they can possibly do. And I think that's what's going to lead us to, to better partnerships in the future. Well, and, and Tim, let me ask your thoughts on that. Uh, 2020 right around the corner. Uh, and I'm sure the strategic uh, plans are in place, or at least uh, maybe the first drafts are coming into, mm -hmm. coming into the forefront. Uh, what are you looking for? 2020 growing the business, uh, getting more drivers in, maybe adding new equipment. Uh, there's a lot of talk in the industry about, about, uh, about brokerages and things like that. And let me, let me start with that first. I mean, as far as brokering, brokering loads and growth plans. Do you guys do any of that at all? We don't do any brokering. Um, you know, we, our, our customers that we work with, our, our, you know, service is very important. Uh, the integrity of their freight, uh, who is representing them is very important. And so our feeling is, is you, you know, for our drivers, we need to have the highest quality freight. And if we're taking that from customer like Mars and giving it to somebody else, that's not fair to them. But it's also not fair to Mars. I mean, if they're trusting us with their business, they need to trust that we're doing that with the quality of equipment we have, the quality of drivers we have, the quality of operations team we have them to work with them to pick up and deliver on time and in full as they need. That's their business restraints. And if we say, well, we're going to take that freight and we're just going to broker it out to somebody else because it may be easier for us, uh, or we may be able to make a little bit more money on that, that's not the real partnership you want for the long term. That may be good for a quarter, mm -hmm. or may have been good for a year, as we saw last year, but yeah. if you go for that long term yeah. um, and you go through up and, up and down cycles, 
Um, you may have some peaks uh, in, that, in that business. Maybe you can make a little bit more money. I know last year we could have made more money, uh, not only if we would have um, um, brokered some freight, but if we would have hauled broker freight too. You know? But having consistent relationships, having long-term agreements with people like Mars, so that we know through the ups and downs that can happen in trucking, that can happen in business in general, but if we're long-term focused, and like we talked earlier, you know, we are family-owned, and while you know, quarterly performance, yearly performance is important, longer-term performance is more important. And that's what's great for our drivers, too. So our, our plan for next year is almost the same plan it's been for every year since I've been with the company, slow and steady growth. Uh, so how do we grow by 3 to 5%? And that means how do we grow great freight volume <laughs> and how do we grow great drivers? Uh, and that's really what Eric's and my job is, is how do we grow those two, big, two, those two things. Now, in the, in the middle of that, we have a lot of things we have to do, and one of that is provide quality equipment. So, sure. yeah, we'll be buying new equipment as we do every year. You know, our equipment, we keep our trucks about four years, 450,000 to 500,000 miles. So when we do that and we can buy trucks regularly, we're always cycling out older trucks and bringing in new uh, and then when we're growing, we're adding a few new ones, too. So the average age of our fleet generally is below two years on tractors. And then on trailers, you know, we talked earlier, you know, between Crete and Schaefer, we have over 13,000 trailers. Uh, but it's important that those be good quality trailers as well, uh, because the integrity of Mars product, whether it's uh, confectionery or Mars pet, we need good sound trailers to protect the integrity of that product. So we're, we're trading out trailers every year as well. Mm -hmm. uh, we keep our dry vans about nine years on the most, and then that's, that's short for the industry. There's a lot of trailers out there that people keep 14, 15 years. Mm -hmm. uh, but that integrity of that trailer is important to our customers as well as to our drivers. That means less maintenance issues, more uptime for them. Schaefer side, we trade those trailers out at seven years. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot more goes into a reefer trailer, uh, so we need to make sure that we have the good quality, the good uptime there as well. So, yeah, investing in equipment year after year, and all of this while remaining debt-free, uh, which is pretty amazing. And that, that also says a lot about our family that owns us. You know, they've invested back in the business from day one, and um, so that's been that's what's really helped us make that long-term success. When you look at uh, some of the growth plans going forward, Eric, uh, bringing drivers in obviously is going to be one of the critical points for 2020 going forward. Uh, the numbers on the shortage vary, 40,000, 60,000, but the bottom line is, though, uh, we've got a graying of the driver population, and I know you guys are very active in bringing new folks on board, getting folks into the into the industry, uh, somebody that's got maybe a year's worth of experience, two years' worth of experience, they'd fit right in. Talk about that. What about the training part of that? What would go into that? Yeah, we, we, we like to have a driver that has uh, at least 12 months of experience. Um, we also like to also say that we're the place where experienced drivers come to retire. Okay. Um, you know, we, we, uh, we have a great operations group. We have a great team. And in order to track quality drivers, you have to have quality freight. So customers like Mars help play into that, and uh, we really feel that the, our book of business, what we have, helps our drivers operate uh, efficiently in, inside of our networks, and then really our drivers really are our best recruiters, and they keep bringing on more great drivers for us to, to fuel our growth. And technology is going to fuel a lot of the growth, right? Uh, electronic locking devices in play, and coming up to the end of the year, automatic onboard recording devices are gone. Uh, they conceivably should go at that point, right? And the, uh, your fleet has transitioned over to that uh, totally? We are going that, through that transition right now. Okay. Um, you know, we've, we've had electronic logging devices of some sort or another since, you know, the mid-2000s. So from an hours of service perspective and compliance, that hasn't, that's not an issue. It's usually just what's the intricacies <laughs> of the new 
uh, regulations and the new recording devices themselves. So we're going through that right now. Uh, we've we've uh, transitioned a couple of our uh, dedicated fleets to that already. We're doing that with our random fleets across the country, uh, working with our vendor on that. And, you know, it's, it's a matter of training for drivers of what's different. The hours of service rules themselves aren't any different. No, it's, right, the, right. it's the device and how you record that time right. that's different. So we've been doing that. And in fact, uh, Eric and I yesterday, as I mentioned, we were at our Knoxville facility, and that's some of the things we were going over with our drivers. Eric and I even got trained on it yesterday. Uh, so we, we have <laughs> to know trained. what's going on. So uh, it is important, and it's important that Eric and I understand it as well, because if you're going out there to talk with your drivers and understand, hey, what's working, what's not, what's the challenges of moving to the next ELD unit, if we don't understand them, it's hard yep. to have that conversation and understand their feedback. Let me ask you this, Renee, before we go into the break. Uh, we mentioned change overhears in technology, electronic logging devices, automatic onboard recording devices have got to go. What kind of technology is being introduced into the manufacturing side to improve the process, safety, maybe moving product from the docks, onto the trucks and things like that. I would imagine there is a, a tremendous amount of investment going into technologies from your side, correct? Yes, and the pet food manufacturing industry is fairly low tech in terms of what we do to make product, um, but certainly in the areas of data collection, certainly in the areas of customer service, you know, using big data um, and analytics in order to evaluate what kind of business we have, how to create more consistency, um, and how to grow more efficiently. Those are all things that we're looking at every day. I've got a break one more time. One last commercial break. And uh, when we come back out of the break, I do want to go across the panel here with some predictions for next year. Where do you see the economy going? Where do you see the manufacturing side going? Where do you guys envision trucking going forward? What will, what will be some of, the, some of the challenges, some of the uh, things that will be coming to the table? I do want to get a cross-representation from both sides uh, because you do collaborate on so many different ideas. Welcome back to Road Dog Trucking News with Mark Willis from Mars Pet Care in Nashville, Tennessee. All right, drivers, I want to welcome you back to the program. I've got to get ready to wrap it up, and I'm going to head out to the Nashville airport and uh, get on a flight, head back to Dallas-Fort Worth in just a little bit. And again, thank you to the folks here at Mars Pet Care North America, and also thanks to the folks at Crete Shaper Trucking for inviting me out uh, to talk about the trucking industry and the supply chain. We have talked about the end-to-end -end supply chain, including planning, procurement, manufacturing, warehousing, logistics, the importance of bringing new drivers into the, into the mix, getting folks on board. We're going to see more technology, more big data coming to play. And one of my guests on the show, Renee Peets, the Vice President of Supply with Mars Pet Care, I do want to get some closing thoughts from you as we get ready to wrap up the show. Heading into the last quarter, 2020, coming up around the corner, I would imagine that uh, there's a lot of optimism due to the fact that a lot of people are going to be spending money on their pets. And even if we go into a down cycle, people treat their pets like they're the best, right? Yes, like their family, because yeah. they are. And so in, for our category uh, for 2020, we expect uh, growth to continue to happen like it has for the past several years. We're very much looking forward to some new product launches that we have. Um, and the, hopefully the economy will stay on an even keel. Um, but for sure, people will feed their pets uh, as much as they do today, hopefully more. 
Um, I just want to say thank you for having me, um, and thanks yep. to the guys from Crete. These partnerships are incredibly important to us. Um, we want all of our suppliers to understand what we're about and where our strategies are going, and we want to understand the same for them. So thank you for the service. Um, and uh, look forward to 2020 and beyond. Absolutely. Let's do this again, <laughs> right? Great. And Chris, uh, let me get some closing thoughts from you, good sir, because uh, you have got a very big job being the network transportation operations manager, uh, one of the keys to efficiency, collaboration across the board between the manufacturer and the trucking companies, and we're going to see more of that, aren't we? Absolutely. And, you know, just to fall back on the principles that that we live by day to day, you know, I think efficiency is going to be huge for us in 2020. And it's efficiency both on our side and, and driving efficiency for the drivers. So getting quicker turn times in the yards, less detention, less, less lay down time for them. Um, driving efficiencies with us will probably look towards payload as we always continue to drive that forward. Um, you know, the quality of product, the quality of load, less load shifting, things like that. Those are all going to be definitely move forwards for us. And, and again, it's, it's founded in our principles here at Mars, and that's what I truly see happening in the future. And we'll continue to par uh, partner with quality partners like Crete. What do you think, Tim, for you going forward 2020? Going to be quite, quite an incredible year. Some are saying we've got maybe a recession. Coming up, I mean, the predictions are kind of uh, varying wildly from no recession to euphoric growth. Uh, how do you forecast through all of that? <laughs> it, it's very difficult, and that's why I think we just need to, need to stay disciplined and focused on what makes us who we are and, and the quality of, of customers that we have, the quality of freight they have. Now, that doesn't mean we can put our head in the sand and nope. just say, you know, whatever happens, happens. But that's why it is saying we, we are collaborating with, with people like Mars, and you just heard, hey, they're expecting growth next year regardless of yep. the economy. Well, that's the type of customer we want because that's great for our drivers because regardless of what's going up or down with the economy, we'll know there, there'll be that consistency that we talked about uh, before. And, and, and I would also like to say to, to Mars, thank you for hosting us. We really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you for your continued collaboration. Uh, thank you for all the Mars team members across the country for how you do treat uh, our team members. And certainly thank you to all of our Crete and Schaefer team members out there for the great service they do provide to uh, all of our customers, but particularly Mars. All right. Outstanding. And uh, Eric, closing thoughts. What do you think? I would say that trips across the country and talking to different customers that I don't think they're expecting to ship anything less uh, and if not more uh, in the coming year than they are today. Might be shipping a little bit differently perhaps, but uh, volumes are, gonna, are still going up. And our drivers, if we just look at recent history, we're more productive this year in August than we were last year in August. So we're, uh, that's you know, we're, pretty, we're pretty optimistic. Yeah and, yeah, and I think that's going to go a long way because once folks that are, that are listening to this that drive for you guys or they hear about the, uh, the, what's going on at Mars, they're going to remain optimistic as well, right? People are going to continue to spend. They're going to continue to open their wallets. They're going to continue to buy pet care products, pet food products, and things like that. So maybe some of the uh, recession predictors uh, might be a little bit off cycle, uh, so to speak. I mean, uh, we're talking about economics. There could be some reading of the tea leaves. Who knows? But uh, based on what I'm hearing uh, with uh, you guys today, it sounds like great synergy, great partnership, and uh, that's, that's a successful collaboration for everybody all across the entire spectrum of both organizations that are out there. I've got about two minutes left, and I've got to get ready to wrap it up and move on uh, to the rest of the day. And I uh, want to send a sincere thank you out to all of you for inviting me up to come visit with you. And this has been a great experience for me, uh, simply from the standpoint that I get to see people and talk with people about the trucking industry, about 
the supply chain, find out what goes into the mechanics of this. And I think a lot of people that are out there in the general population, they take a lot of this for granted that they just don't realize what a great job trucking does. So they don't understand or don't realize what great things Mars does, for example, in bringing different products to the shelf for everyday consumption. I think when they notice it is when the product's not there. That's when they start to maybe uh, wonder what's going on with that. So again, guys, thank you for uh, the time. And one more time before we go, a minute 30 left, uh, website, social media for Mars. How can they reach you? What's the best way? Sure. They can reach us on all of the social channels at Mars Pet Care US. And then to learn more about our Better Cities for Pets program, you can go to bettercitiesforpets.com, and that's particularly relevant for truck drivers. You can learn about all of the initiatives we have in place to make more U.S. cities more friendly for pets. And then you can also go to the pedigreefoundation.org, where you can learn more about what the Pedigree Foundation does for adoptable dogs. Outstanding. Tim, a minute left. Where can it go? They can go to uh, CreekCarrier.com to find information on all of our Creek, Schaefer, and Hunt uh, job opportunities out there. They can go to the, all the social media platforms on our Creek Carrier. And probably just as important, I know we're in the social media digital age, but you're out there, you see somebody in a Creek, Schaefer, or Hunt truck, or wearing a Creek shirt, Hunt, hunt shirt, or Schaefer hat, go up and talk to them. Ask yeah. them what yeah. it's like to be at Creek, Schaefer, and Hunt's, and uh, get that firsthand feel. I think that's the best thing that any driver out there could do to learn more about Creek, Schaefer, and Hunt. All right. Outstanding, guys. Thank you so much for letting me do this, and I really appreciate everybody participating in the program, and again, a great experience for me. I'm going to wrap it up. Got 20 seconds left. I'm going to make room now for the rest of the day. See you tomorrow, 2 Eastern on Friday, all across North America, Sirius XM 146.